The Talking Point on SAFM. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Now, the Federation of Unions of South Africa, FEDUSA, is calling on government to seriously apply collective wisdom before any moves on enforcing stricter lockdown measures are formalized. This comes after reports that the NCCC was holding an urgent meeting as COVID-19 infections are increasing rapidly, which could lead to further restrictions as the country is currently on level three. Let's find out now what their concerns are as we welcome Riefda Ajam, FEDUSA's General Secretary. Uh, welcome and a very good morning to you, Riefda. Thanks for making time. Thank you so much to you, Asanda, for the opportunity and good morning to your listeners. I mean, the negative impact of uh, the lockdown due to COVID-19 is definitely being felt. We know from last year, uh, if we talk of tourism and uh, part of that being the hospitality industry that you represent, they were one of the hardest hit. What are your concerns? Asanda, I think it is... Uh a dire situation in that industry in particular that you are making mention of right now. Many of the small, medium and micro enterprises that are comprised of the sector have not had any form of recourse. The sector has only just started to recover when we are going back into the situation after the announcement was made by the president. It can undoubtedly be said that they have been dealt fatal blows without any form of reconstruction or recovery as it is known that 70% of the 120 billion tourist revenue has now no longer been unlocked to that sector. The sector faces onslaught and an eventual demise as many of them are generational and historic family establishments. So if the sector closes, the outlook for workers are absolutely bleak. There's also been theft and looting over and above all the negative impacts. Oh gosh, Asanda, there's, there's, there's so much that has to be spoken about that one. And unless government puts in place decisive measures to arrest that looting, we are not going to be saving the situation. That sector in particular continues to wait and the funding and the channeling not only of the covid processes, but the loan guarantee schemes and even tax relief measures coming towards that sector has taken far too long and far too slow in order for them to see any form of recovery. Concerns around uh, the tertiary industry, which also is uh, you know, under the FODUSA umbrella. We were just to- uh, talking just earlier in terms of delays and metric marking and uh, how you know, the tertiary institutions are getting in gear to sort of mitigate against um, further delays in terms of the school year starting. What are your concerns around that industry uh, and uh, COVID-19 regulations going from level three to an even higher level? Well, you know, the plan needs to be carefully thought out. Um, Our unions in the sector are hard at work to try and see what the return to work protocols are. But we have to be able to understand the reality that it it is sectors that consist of not only educators and learners, but in addition to that, we take a look at your, your tertiary institutions. How do we deal with the massification of that program when we know full well the fact of the 
matter is that those institutions are going to require a lot more protection. And we cannot look at a situation where only 10% of the population is covered. These are mass industries that we are looking at, and we cannot run away from our responsibilities at this stage. We Mm. need a dedicated and committed plan in order to make sure that we do not reverse the gains that had been experienced during the hard lockdown. Let's talk about the special COVID facilities that you are calling for to be reopened and this to release pressure on human and other resources at public institutions. Asanda, it is without saying an absolutely essential component of relieving that pressure part on our frontline workers. When the pandemic started, FEDUSA called for not only the special dispensation in terms of health and safety and equally so the COVID test measures, but we requested and we pleaded with government to ensure that all those unfilled critical posts have to be filled. We have the capability, but government is not stepping up to to the table. We take a look at the classic deja vu experiences that our frontline workers are going to have to relive right now. Fears of burnout, fears of anxiety, and we know full well all those resource deficiencies that are in our institutions that have been compounded by the tragic losses that we have experienced. I just got off the phone before this interview and three more of our members have passed on in KZN. How do we even begin to start responding when political grandstanding is in the way of trying to manage the response to the pandemic? These inst- these makeshift and special COVID facilities must be opened immediately to ensure that we relieve the pressure, not only in the public and the private institutions, but that we bolster the capacity at this stage. The looted funds needs to be recovered and ensure that we give our frontline workers the necessary support that is required now more than ever. And you talk of that collaboration with the private sector as well and that how uh, essential that is. What are you calling on the major banks and the banking sector overall to do to support? Asanda, when we spoke from the onset, not only within the NEDLAC discussions, but far so in terms of the extended talks with regards to relief We spoke about the loan guarantee scheme and we spoke about government equally bringing about further tax relief measures. It is absolutely sad that there's only been a recorded 15 billion of the 200 billion capacity relief to SMMEs. How do we even start to understand that all those institutions, and I'm speaking about the SMMEs because they are the drivers of GDP at this stage, we need to allow the banks to step up to the table. Basaya as well. Everybody needs to come together to ensure that there's a collaborative strategy in place in terms of the limitations from government side. We need that collaboration and we need need to ensure inclusivity of decision-making to ensure that the recovery strategy that government speaks about can be given full meaning to. 
Let's talk about then uh, the the uh, posts, uh, critical and vacant posts that need to be filled in terms of healthcare, uh, just to support uh, the hospitals as well, which we know are under a lot of strain. We've been talking about that a lot here on SAFM, and also now given that you know how Dengas are coming back to work or they've come back to work from their holidays, and how will be the next hotspot. It's predicted. Asanda. You and I are going to need a full day to speak about those critical Mm. posts. Um, It is shockingly scary to think that running water is one of the deficiencies at your institutions. It is scary to think that all these posts have been left unfilled for years now. We could have managed this pandemic far better with capable and competent personnel that we have right now. We speak about Gauteng being one of the areas that you've identified, but what about Limpopo that for years has been battling with this very issue? The Eastern Cape and even so KZN. Um, you know, there are just too many to mention right now, and if only government can come to the party and realize what resources they have at that it's at their disposal and how they are able to unlock the potential it is a missed goal and one of those own goals that government continues to score we need to make sure that we can allocate the resources and we certainly do have them at our disposal we can make those numbers available to you but it is scary to think that we continuously look towards outside of South Africa and I make mention of the Q doctors, not that we don't acknowledge the support that they have brought to South Africa, but we have the capabilities within our disposal and we are not using it to maximum capacity. You've got a call as Vadusa as well on Minister Titomboweni. Uh, what are you uh, asking him to do? Well, when it comes to Minister Mboweni, the call is very clear. Minister Mbaweni has deemed it necessary to utilize the narrative of the public sector wage bill and to find it necessary that there has to be a sustained narrative about trimming the wage bill. We want to see Minister Mbaweni displaying the same amount of conviction to find the necessary funds and releasing that funds to make sure that there can be a full acquisition of the country's vaccination program. If he is so skillful at reshuffling state funds to bail out corrupt and insolvent SOEs, then likewise, Minister Mbaweni should be put to the test to instead redirect the resources and save South Africa from this existential threat. It is imperative. Uh, The allocated 500 billion rand stimulus package as well, what would you want to see happening there? There's just simply been unreported and unallocated resources. We have spoken about the hundred billion that was specifically supposed to be dedicated towards uh, saving jobs and redefining the job spectrum. We haven't seen that potential fully unlocked. We have spoken about the SMMEs on many fronts, especially the sectors that have been trapped in the hard lockdown until the very last levels. We have not seen the spin-offs of those allocations. So we want to ensure that they need to come to the party and make sure that the unallocated and the unreported resources in terms of that stimulus package is unlocked because at the end of the day, government equally went a step further to procure additional PPEs when we knew full well that many of the resources have been lost to looting and corruption.
Mm. So finally then, uh, and, and maybe to get your closing remarks as well, what do you predict will happen then? Should uh, your calls for uh, the aversion of uh, an, a level higher than level three because of COVID-19 infections, as we know, we don't know, you know, what the results of that meeting with the NCCC will be. But what do you predict could happen? Should we go further down the, the line in terms of uh, uh, restriction levels and lockdown levels? It is, it is a very difficult question to anticipate because, yeah, is, number one, you know, we need to look at the mass communication plan. We need to take a look at strengthening the, the time frames on the curfews to ensure that our people are adhering. We cannot allow people to be reckless and irresponsible when we know full well that people need to be in jobs. People need to contribute towards the facility and ensure that we can unlock the resources for further social spending. So for now, we are pleading with South Africans to uphold the safety protocols. Workers are continuing to return to their workplaces. And already now we are seeing that with the increase of the severity of the strain, we need to remind businesses that they equally have a responsibility to ensure that workplaces are safe. Everybody needs to step up to the occasion here now, but more than ever, government needs to tighten its ability to respond to South Africa, both in terms of the economic response and the health response. It is an unconditional commitment that is required from all South Africans. All right. Well, thanks again for your time, Rifta. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much, Asanda. You too. Thank you, Rifta. Ajam is Fadusa's secretary, uh, general secretary. Uh, Fadusa being worried about a possible further lockdown, and that's uh, what we were talking about. The talking point it is, we're with you until midday, and uh, we'll be uh, crossing over to Sakina Kamwendo at that time for updated noon. And today they're talking about the education departments uh, who are scrambling to find replacements for hundreds of metric exam markers who've pulled out at the last minute, and then also the United States Congress certifying U.S. President-elect Joe Biden's win. So stay tuned for that update at noon today. It's Thursday, the 7th of January. Let's take a short break and then we'll take some of your voice notes.